the medical device talent podcast hosted by Mike Adamo. Hey, this is Mike Adamo, founder of Medical Device Talent, with another episode of the Med Device Talent podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm apologizing in advance for the quality of this audio. Hopefully I can reduce some of the background noise in post. Uh, but just to let you know, I'm in the mobile office today, headed out here um, for actually a couple hour drive out into the desert, and I thought I'd update you as uh, 2016 is quickly fading away. So uh, the, the purpose of this episode is to give you um, two kind of more uh, long-term updates. One, uh, what's going on with medical device talent, and two, um, what are my reflections on the med device job market from 2016? What are the trends? Um, what are the hot areas and what do I see coming up for 2017? So uh, let's start with, uh, with Med Device Talent, a quick recap of 2016. Um, so any of you who have been following uh, the um, Med Device Talent story would know that 2016 was our first year in business. After uh, over 10 years as a uh, corporate recruiter working for one of the fastest growing companies in the industry, I decided to uh, start Medical Device Talent. Uh, a little bit over a year ago, and it's been a, uh, a crazy year. Um, I wrote two books, um, one for candidates, This Book Will Get You Hired, um, which has been a really great success on Amazon, and another one that just came out just a few weeks ago uh, called Radical Hiring Success, and that one's geared towards um, hiring managers that want to get better at hiring talent. Uh, I also started two podcasts the Med Device Talent Podcast and the Recruiting Careers Talent Management Podcast. Med Device Podcast being more focused around the medical device industry and what's going on with Med Device Talent. And RCTM, or Recruiting Careers Talent Management, being more general careers management uh, podcast. Um, also, I've been writing articles on LinkedIn. I think I wrote over 35 articles this year. And um, been recently started a YouTube channel. Um, and uh, I think that's about it. Oh, running the business, right? And uh, helping small to uh, mid-sized device companies acquire the talent they need and helping individuals to uh, achieve their career goals. So uh, it's been an amazing year and uh, certainly a tough year. Anyone that uh, has ever started their own business uh, probably would uh, empathize that uh, it's not easy to start something from scratch. you got to spend a lot of time marketing and reaching out to people um, and telling them what you do, and um, I'm really proud of what uh, the team and I have been able to accomplish in 2016. I think 2017 is going to be even uh, more phenomenal year, uh, but 2016 wasn't bad. So um, that's a little bit about what we've been doing. So let's talk about the um, the medical device market in 2016. So uh, and this information is not just coming from me, right? So uh, I'm a headhunter, right? I talk to people every day in the industry. Uh, leaders, uh, candidates, and so I hear a lot about what's going on in the, uh, the industry. And uh, I also talk to a lot of other headhunters. Uh, I have headhunters that I keep in contact with from Florida to Minnesota to Arizona and uh, all the way across the pond in the UK. So um, really I have my finger on the global medical device industry and um, what I can tell you is that 2016 was a little bit of a softer year from a, a job market perspective than 2015. 
there are very few recruiters that I've spoken to that said that their 2016 was busier or um, more productive in terms of the number of people that they hired um, than it was in 2015. So 2016, definitely a little bit of a, a down year. Uh, 2015 and 2014 were more uh, growth years, tighter talent market, more opportunities. Uh, 2016, uh, a little bit slower moving, uh, more candidates on the market for longer, less opportunities, and um, Really, my perspective is less opportunities at the leadership level. In fact, from manager on up, I am aware of literally hundreds of candidates that uh, probably would like to make a move but just aren't seeing the right opportunities. Um, the market is extremely hot at the, uh, at the mid-level from uh, five years to 15 years, hands-on individual contributors. Companies are still hiring people like that, and there's a lot of growth in that area, but at the leadership level right now, um, it's a little slower. And so that brings me into the trends of the industry. So the larger companies in the industry did not hire as much this year as they did last year. I think people were sitting on their hands to see what happened with healthcare reform, see what happened with the election, and honestly, um, a lot of consolidation with the larger companies. So if you look at Medtronic, uh, J&J, uh, they reorganized their businesses from you know seven to ten med device businesses down to uh, four or five, um, really to lean down and become more geared towards bundling and geared towards the um, the healthcare economics necessary to compete in uh, the U.S. healthcare reform market. That means um, lower margins, uh, lower prices. And uh, honestly, leaner businesses, less investment in product development, more focus on acquisition and scale. Um, you saw this also slow in the industry with, uh, with deals like um, St. Jude and um, Abbott deal. Uh, so that obviously has an impact on hiring as you uh, bring two very large companies together. So a lot of M&A, a lot of consolidation, and um, quite frankly, not, not as much growth as uh, in years past. Um, the startup world was also um, very challenging. I had a lot of CEOs uh, report to me that it was more difficult to find funding um, these past few years than it was in the past. And uh, quite honestly, the most effective startup companies, the ones that I saw um, doing hiring, were um, getting their money through um, private uh, funding, meaning they were going to uh, individual investors um, to, uh, to, to chip in versus really more of a traditional VC route. And, um, you know, the VC money doesn't seem like it was there. And when it was, it came with, uh, with quite a few strings, uh, a lot um, shorter strings than maybe in the past. So, um, so what are the hot trends in the industry in 2016? So I think there was uh, basically three really hot trends in terms of technology in the industry. Um, the hottest trend, or the, I don't know if one's hotter than the other, but... I would say um, robotics, uh, mitral valves, and what I call the iPhoneization of the medical device industry. So let me go through each one of those and tell you um, why I think these were the hottest trends in 2016. So uh, surgical robotics, right? You had a lot of growth. Intuitive Surgical um, still leading the charge, um, and they've had a phenomenal run, and I think they, they continued on with a great run. But you had a lot of other companies um, like, uh, like Mazor. Um, the uh, Transenterics, um, and then this J&J uh, &J Google thing, this Verve Surgical, 
um, which, uh, you know, we'll see how this uh, plays out. Obviously, a big um, investment um, in that space. Uh, but, um, you know, surgical robotics was uh, continuing to lead um, a leading area of growth in the device industry. And uh, really the bringing together of electromechanical uh, systems um, with automation to uh, create more uh, repeatability with, uh, with surgery. Um, that uh, should be a trend that continues. The second trend was the mitral valve trend. And there was a, a number of high profile acquisitions from the end of last year, um, Edwards buying uh, Cardiac, um, and, and this year buying ValveTech um, with uh, St. Jude, um, purchasing Tendine, um, you name it, there was a bunch of mitral acquisitions. Um, the thing that I think is, is interesting here is um, I think uh, there's much to be said about mitral, but at the end of the day, it is not the next aortic heart valves. Mitral is going to be a far more segmented market. Um, the mitral valve disease state, and take it from me, right, I spent over 10 years in the valve space and, and um, quite honestly was at the center of building Edwards Life Sciences transcatheter heart valve program, right? Because I, I was the lead recruiter for that um, company and uh, built the, uh, the initial sales organization, the clinical regulatory. So I know a lot about heart valves. So what I can tell you is Mitralane is not aortic. Um, aortic was a, was a, a singular solution um, treating a singular disease state. So, um, you know, if people have aortic stenosis, which is the common uh, disease treated by uh, an aortic uh, tabby valve, um, you replace that valve and it's fixed. Um, the challenge with mitrals is there are many, many, many different ways that mitral valve disease um, exhibits itself. And uh, what that means is that there's going to be um, many different treatments. So um, what the uh, most educated folks in this space are saying is that um, the solution is going to be a portfolio of products, not an individual one-hit wonder. So it's going to be far harder to repeat the success and market domination that Edwards Life Sciences had in aortics in the mitral space, even Edwards isn't going to be able to do it. It's going to end up being a number of companies, a number of technologies, and a far more segmented space. It's going to take a number of years to get there. Um, you know, these products are PMA. It's going to take, it took Edwards almost 10 years to get to the U.S. Um, with Tavi. It's going to take um, you know, the most advanced programs, at least three or four more years is my guess, um, to get into the U.S. You know, you're going to see some stuff in Europe over the next um, two or three. Um, but uh, like I said, with a very segmented market, um, I, I think there's much, um, much focus in this area, but I, it's not the home run that uh, Aortic uh, was. So uh, that's the second trend of 2016. And the third is uh, less talked about, and it's the iPhoneization of the medical device industry. And what this is, is look at the, the amazing technologies that are out there in, in consumer electronics now, um, between drones and handheld um, uh, cell phones and other camera technology, uh, gyroscopes. This technology is moving into the medical device industry, and you have a, lot, a number of sleepy technologies, whether it's um, ventilation, respiratory, um, glucose monitoring, uh, dental, that really are using medical device technology from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, and quite honestly, the, the smartest device companies are going in and they're picking an under-focused on area and they are using 2016, 2017 technology to come up with 
lighter, cheaper, faster, smarter, sleeker, sexier technology that's replacing these older technologies. And um, there's a number of examples of this. I think we're going to see this in 2017 and beyond. Uh, but those are the three biggest trends. You got um, surgical robotics, mitral valves, and the iPhoneization of the medical device industries. Where do we go in uh, 2017? You know, from my perspective, in 2017, we've got a lot more clarity about the future, right? Um, there's certainly going to be a lot of change in healthcare, and we're likely to see more market-based approach to medical devices, meaning the medical devices that have the greatest um, patient impact, not just the cheapest price, are going to be the ones that are most successful. So there's going to be more incentive for investment in this industry. I think you're going to see VCs come back, and I think you're going to see a much greater focus on smaller device companies innovating and running independently for longer, because I think you're going to see some more divestiture. You're going to see some of these larger companies break up. My guess is we're going to keep on going with a, uh, a strong stock market, and we might even see a super heated stock market, and that's going to drive more growth, potential fundraising from public offerings in the device industry. And you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of smaller companies with great technology growing and, and bringing their technology to the market to invest in because there's going to be more of an ability to, to commercialize these products. The other thing that's going to happen is that the larger companies are going to have to bring money back. They're going to repatriate money, right? I mean, many of the largest device companies are no longer U.S. companies, which is really sad, right? Because device is one of the few industries here in the U.S., that's got some good moats, some good, good protection. It's not easy for a Chinese company or another foreign company to get into this space. But unfortunately, previous policies have allowed a lot of the money generated from these, these innovations to stay outside the U.S. So about, you know, most of the, the, the biggest device companies have at least 50% of their sales come from outside the U.S. now. There's tons of growth in emerging markets in, in Brazil, India, and China, and Europe, and, and with uh, with the previous tax setup or current tax setup, those dollars were staying in foreign entities, and so those those monies were not going back into product development. With the incentives to bring jobs into the U.S. for the incoming government, I would expect that there'd be more of an investment in innovation here in the U.S. to be more dollars available to do it, and that means more growth. So you know, it's a really interesting outlook for Med Device in 2017. I hope you'll tune in. Please hit that like button, subscribe, share. Let's build the following here. I'd like to get us our numbers up here so we can help more people and help more companies and uh, honestly help more patients, right? Because the more people that align with great device companies, the more we're going to be able to do great work in this industry. So if you like what you hear, share it with your coworkers, your colleagues, and uh, hit that subscribe button. And um, I wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season as we end out 2016. And I hope you have a great day.